You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man they're too sweet brady dvp the bd elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man they're too sweet brady dvp the bd elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Elite. We are live on Twitch. .tv slash up next podcast. Yes. Hello, Twitch room. How are you? Wow. We just did a, uh, a Briggs and Jensen, or uh, I guess you could say Kings of the Knights Throne, Black Throne. Fuck, where are they? Spooky Tattoo. We'll get to that. Yeah, obviously, yeah. if you listen to here on Up Next Year, we love Briggs and Jensen, and it seems that a popular tag team now in AEW has stolen their their. They just steal everything, don't they? <laughs> kind of we'll talk still about still undisputed era. We'll talk about still. It's okay, still Briggs and Jensen. It's still everything. It's okay because we're on the roads to revolution. Mm. That's what we're on the road to. Yeah, we're here to talk all about uh, some dynamite from. March 2nd, 2022, and some, some crazy stuff. Of course, you can go check out all the stuff from NXT 2.0 and stuff from last night on Up Next, but um, some big news from this episode of, of Dynamite. I mean, the landscape of professional wrestling has changed forever. Has it? Yeah. Tony Khan has been teasing this big announcement and actually came out to deliver the news that AEW, well, Tony Khan has acquired... Ring of Honor. Um, so yeah, thoughts on this was one of the things kind of being rumored around. There was rumors of there, there was rumors today of like some HBO Max deal that now that wasn't mentioned at all. But yeah, Ring of Honor being purchased, obviously uh, a lot of stuff going on with them with kind of taking the first quarter of the year off and coming back with Supercard of Honor. And no, I th- I think this is 
this is pretty cool, really. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we kind of knew something was going on with with Ring of Honor. People wondering, hey, are they going to do talent things? Is he going to kind of take over? When when the Ring of Honor story kind of came out, people were like, oh, I wonder if he'll he would buy Ring of Honor or the 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 library, the tape library, and. Now it seems he gets that. In that statement he put out on Twitter, TK is is saying, "Yeah, uh, I'm going to have everything the the product, uh, all the stuff that comes with it, the 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 tape library. I think that is where people. I mean, even watching today, I I, I noticed a lot of kind of almost nods to Ring of Honor, mm. uh, not just in the first thing that we'll get into, but yeah. So so going forward, like he's just going to have. I I feel like there's got to be some app. Was it literally last week where I was like, hey, it's hard to find their stuff to watch, and I feel like that's that's exactly it. So why well, not have like an app or something that you can put like all their stuff on? Uh, so maybe maybe it would go to like an HBO Max or something of that sort. Kind of like how WWE is now like a a, a sub page on Peacock. I'm in Canada, so we mm. we use the we use the network still WWE Network. It's not on a Peacock or anything, but we have all sorts of different streaming services. So I'm wondering if if that's a thing. If there's like a sub a little tab there where you click and then you access this world of I, wrestling. I mean, I think that's definitely got to be the goal, and I think that would be way more beneficial to them than just creating their own app to watch this all. I think getting on like a HBO or a, or a Amazon or a Disney or one of those is going to be so much better for your business because you're going to get more more people stumbling but like, on it. You know, is that and just easy to say though? Is that like something that's probably really hard to do to just be like, hey HBO, you know, why not let people watch, uh, you know, Sopranos? I mean, and I mean it's Secession, Secession and then that's going to be more of a <laughs> network thing, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't know what uh, what it's what Turner. I, I'm not sure what they're kind of. Uh, streaming thing is if they've got one or not but um, no I mean obviously it's a big deal that they'll have to figure out at some point but I think uh, that's going to be the end goal and obviously acquiring a ring of honor and that tape library is going to look more attractive when trying to sell it um, when you've got all this like hours and hours of extra footage Um, I like it as well because it's kind of like AEW, Tony Khan now can kind of tell the story of modern wrestling, you know, from like 2002 onwards. Um, whereas you've got WWE who tell the story of, you know, WCW and WWF and all that through to today. Like it's it's the other side of it all, you know. You've got your this the indie the indies like ROH was the the indies for so long. It was the the thing and. Now they they own all in, you know, which was kind of the the thing that kicked all of this off. They they've got that's the it. That's a big thing. Now. Yeah, they own the rights to so, that show, which Ring of Honor was mm. like heavily like involved with. So now TK can replay that show, put it on an app somewhere, and uh, yeah, and what a great show that is too. But yeah, just it's interesting. So it's like I hope things kind of change but stay the same. It sounds as if uh, I'm seeing some reports that they're saying that. People are saying that it's going to be some sort of um, like developmental to to uh, AEW, so maybe sort of like their well, version of what an NXT would be or something. Yeah, I mean, when you think of um, an example, would be the kind of puzzling news at the time of Brian Cage extending his contract by a year, and he's someone we haven't seen for a long time. Well, if you've got this whole other 
thing now in ROH. It, it could be a, a thing where some of this kind of bloated roster, people we aren't seeing so much, could be on the, the sort of ROH brand, if you know what I mean. And it, it's not to say you can't flip and flop at all, or yeah. but I, th- I think you can... He's probably got the uh, a thought of building up his own like ROH roster, and that would explain someone like a Brian Cage who's seen... Who, if you're looking at the tweets and things like that, maybe seemed a bit dissatisfied with uh, his time in AEW, uh, or at least just we haven't seen him for ages, and then signing on for an extra year seems odd. It makes the thought of um, when more releases, say, like a Cesaro happens, where you go, well, now there's actually more places for you to to go, and uh, I think it's I think it's great and. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Cesaro yesterday, and I knew I was forgetting something. And as soon as we recorded, I was like, we didn't talk about that. So we'll t- definitely mention that as well. But now I think that's a sure shot. We're going to get the whole – back at like I, – I, I had I, – I, when I got into wrestling, I got the Fight Network here in Canada, and they had a Ring of Honor like replay shows where they just like would replay their whole like tape library essentially all the time. So what I would do is PVR everything and would watch all the time, and I was a big fan. But that's like, that's like some indie stuff. And and to kind of to kind of make stuff revolved around sort of stuff that not everybody saw is like a kind of a few steps backwards. But I think what they're doing is doing both. Like he is going to use that tape library. He is going to let people relive some of the stuff that people didn't get to see the first time around and, and revisit some of these people who are huge stars now that they had in the, the Ring of Honor years. But now – like you're going to make this also a show. You're going to put this on, on TV, other affiliates. Are you going to, is Turner going to pick this up? Is it going to be the new dark or elevation? Like there's a lot that you could go with it considering you own like everything about like, how does that happen? What's super card of honor? Yeah. What's that going to be I like? Mean, I don't know what the, I, I, I'm not really sure. I've not looked into everything about what the Sinclair deal is because obviously Sinclair has he bought it from Sinclair or is it still like one of their properties? Yeah. Will it still be on their network or, or what? Um, yeah. Supercard of honor now looks like it should be, I, I would imagine you're going to feature some more AEW talent on that. It's, it's, um, it's just, I think it's pretty cool. So like, obviously Vince McMahon is the, like what our God of professional wrestling. Essentially he owns everything. He's like the evil corporation man. And now we had this new company kind of come in after all the history of stuff like WCW and ECW. And now he creates his own thing. And now he's bought a, a, a property that like he mentioned is like 20 years old now. So it's like this guy's now coming in and challenging, uh, not, maybe not so much like going to take over where it's like, you know, this is going to set, make way more money than WWE. Cause that will not happen. But like for like the hardcore fans, which there are a lot of, and there are these people that once they kind of get into wrestling, they get into this more deeper, uh, like di- different tastes and different stuff, including indie wrestling and, and stuff like this. So I feel like it is a good, like a first step to kind of like, Hey, look, I, well, at least, at least, at least Vince doesn't own this tape library, you know, like it's like, mm. it's just, it's something different. So I like to see things kind of shaken up and, why not? Wrestling is super popular right now. I mean, how often, how soon do you, I mean, we've got the main event of Revolution is Adam Page, Adam That's Cole. two Ring of like, Honor people. We, we could already right away for the promo package for that, see a bunch of ROH clips kind of showing their history. Like you can use stuff now from ROH, from being the elite and all that, right. like to build up this feud. 
Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot more things you can you can draw on now. And just I think I think what's going to be good for them is just having this um, developmental, if you will, or just more places for people to wrestle. You know, like it's exactly uh, yeah. It it's going to put more eyes on ROH than than it's had for a long time, I think. And now you don't all these release talents where you go well. Why you keep on saying like we've been saying about the the shiny new toys that get like kind of bored and discarded right away. Now you've got a place for all of them. Like it makes sense why he's been acquiring so much talent. Um, so yeah, it, it's super super exciting. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm I'm personally I'm kind of uh, I'm looking forward to a, a streaming platform being a thing at some point. But this interests me more. Because I'm like, oh, cool, right? I've got to pay another nine ninety nine a month to get a platform, sure. or whatever. Yeah, you know, like it's this. This is more interesting to me. It's also like if it was the TNA library as well. That's a whole other thing that still Vince doesn't own. But like that's that's not you know, it's not related. But again, it's just WWE has so many people that through the years went through Ring of Honor and now are big stars, and they've always used pictures and stuff, but. Cesaro being released, Samoa Joe being released, two other there Joe's going in the, the, that Ring of Honor Hall of Fame thing, so it's like, okay, mm. cool. So I I'm sure I'm sure we're going to see all those familiar faces show up uh in AEW in the near future. I feel like there's got to be legit some sort of at this point brand split, like use Ring of Honor as a completely different show, make that where you put like helping guys get over but I, there's just there's going to be so much even more wrestling people are going to want to check out but hey why not so well uh, i mean i th- i think you you can have them as completely different entities you know yeah. and then you've i mean you've got supercard of honor every year that can be your kind of big big kind of crossover show if you wanted to do something like that or like (laughs) like an actual proper brand split where it has a completely different feel and that sort of thing or you get like tk who's actually like actually now that i own it like vince mcmahon i'm just gonna bury it i'm gonna kill it i'm gonna use make money off the tape library put it on a thing but it's done it's dead or 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 we were joking (laughs) bsk we were saying that uh what the the name of the contract says Cody Rhodes and not Tony Khan so that like he comes back and says that he owns Ring of Honor there's there's so many different things you can do I'm already seeing the memes on Twitter but like mm. yeah I, I I'm I'm interested in seeing where they can go with this thing and see what changes they make in the tape library as long as they make it more accessible like yeah for, for us we're super nerdy wrestling fans and we do this podcast but we also do shows on Patreon and digging back on into old stuff is always fun but whenever we've tried to cover Ring of Honor, it can be pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, even some of their big, big matches are, are kind of hard to find. Yeah, um, like their like, their YouTube, so, some some full matches are up on there and stuff. But when we we do best match ever, and a lot of the times we it was hard for us to do Ring of Honor just because uh, it's it's hard to find these shows. I remember loving going to Ring of Honor shows and buying the DVDs and stuff. So I mean, now AEW owns those owns, owns those too. That's going to be, I mean, if there is ever, which I assume at some point there will be some sort of streaming platform, that's a lot of work to know, you know, like clean up some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Think of all the, the music you've got that you can't use uh, for entrances and things like that. Or Tony Khan might just be, I'll just buy all the songs. Just not Final Countdown. He'll never mm. budge on that one. Yeah, but it's super interesting. Uh, 
it's super cool for the wrestling industry. And yeah, Cesaro, man, I want to see him show up. I know we've, I've, I, you know, I love saying, Hey, this guy should be all elite and hang out with his friends, but Cesaro needs to be all elite and hang out with his friends just to have matches with people. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. saying push him, push him as the world champion right away. Of course, he, you know, I feel like in WWE, there was a missed opportunity with him, but I just want to see him tie it up with some of these guys now. Like, him and Danielson again. Him and uh, I think Kingston seems to be the way that things might go. There's just so many things. Like I just want to see these guys wrestle, and that's the thing. If if we're super, if again, if you're kind of into the 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 real stuff, like if you are into Ring of Honor stuff and you are into some of AEW, then like what's not to be excited about with all these big changes and people kind of exiting from WWE? So Cody can go to WWE, and we can have what Shane Strickland. And Cesaro come to AEW, and I'm, and then we're good. And then maybe Jeff Hardy. Sorry, now things are getting crazy again. Too many people. Too, too many people. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff can stay at home. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> I want to yeah. see him at one point. I think he's showing up at the pay-per-view. Someone's got he to. He can't. He won't be until ne- Dynamite, next Dynamite, so, is when he's free. So, yeah. So, there's, there's a big pay-per-view this Sunday, and we'll definitely get into some predictions. But uh, I know you are going – you're in the UK right now, and you're going to go to a live like watch-along thing for that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to uh, a bar in Old Street hosted by Hooked on Wrestling. So, uh, if you're in the London area, come along. If you've got Monday off or you can get Monday off, you can pull a sickie. Uh, come and join me at the Hooked on Wrestling event um, and just search for Hooked on Wrestling on Facebook and they've got all the details there or on Google. That works too. Yeah. And a reminder, if you are in the Toronto GTA area, we are doing a watch along at Hard Luck Bar in Toronto, Sunday, March 6th for Revolution. Come hang out with some friends. We got food from Sneaky D's, which means you can get the nachos and watch wrestling. And I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for really, but it's going to be uh, beans on the side. Always. Yeah. King's crown nachos. That, that's beans what on else the side. you can ask for. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. some Toronto inside knowledge there. Be- mm. King's crown nachos, beans on the side. I like the, is it the DFA nachos? Yeah. They're the ones I like. It's with the, the hot peppers and the, and the avocado. That one's really good. Yeah. So that, that's going to be wild. We also have some raffles and some, and some prizes and stuff. So that'll just be fun to hang out and watch wrestling with people again. So can't wait for that at up next podcast for all the details and stuff for that. But there is an event bright for it. Uh, and yeah, and, uh, we'll, we'll jump back into some AEW. I know we also have some shows to promote because we have a Patreon and it's the beginning of the month, which means if you want to give us a shot, it's only five bucks for the North American tier, which means you get access to all the shows. It's like our tape library with everything in there, all the movie reviews, best matches ever, retro pay-per-view reviews, all that. But, uh, you get everything that's coming out this month as well. And well, we recorded a show today. That's going to come out this week because in honor of someone who may, hey, maybe they'll show up in AEW soon. Or, or Ring of Honor, maybe now. Whoa. Imagine the, it's him. This could be the, Tim who yeah, takes the, over. The, the commissioner Sick. Of, of Ring of Honor. We're talking the, about the, the general manager. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about the money. Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shane O'Mac is gone from WWE since that Royal Rumble appearance. And we're all kind of like, what happened? Uh, and well, poor one out for Shane O'Mac. So we decided to look back at the best of Shane O'Mac in the best match ever podcast that we do. We are covering all of Shane McMahon. So yeah, we've compiled this like playlist of all his best matches. And, uh, wow. I mean, you are really, ex- you were the one gunning for this one. 
Oh, this is the best best match ever we've done <laughs> by a mile. We haven't Easiest touched one to prep for. Yeah. It was it was great. You, I had a great You already day knew today. the matches before even you even needed to. You're like, "Oh, I can talk I, about." It. I got to say going into this dynamite having watched so many awesome Shane McMahon matches all awesome day. Awesome Shane. McMahon. Uh, it it kind of made it kind of underwhelming tonight. Wow. Like I I love my AEW. I love dynamite, but it's it's like you know, going back to economy after you've ridden first class it's just a bit like oh man this is i mean it's fine it's getting me from a to b but it's not it's not going coast to coast is it wow well we do talk about shane o'mac and i mean hey maybe some of our reviews and ratings of all his best matches uh, will shock you but that will be out this week we record that today and uh so many other shows we got a best match ever 205 live coming out what did we record yesterday it feels like it Justice League, oh, Justice League, which is already available for um, for patrons, yes. I believe. Yes, but it is. Uh, will be available for free at the weekend to coincide with the release of the Batman. We're doing our our well, it's our final Batman review before the new Robert Pattinson film. Yeah, we're and we're super excited. I'm I, sure we'll be talking about that one soon. Yeah, we we've been doing all these Batman reviews. Go through this archive of all the free shows because they're all back there. But this is the final one, Justice League before. The Batman. We will be covering that, but come get Bat Nuts. We do talk a little bit about that movie and our hype for it. Uh, now I got tickets, so I'm excited. But uh, yeah, we'll be talking all about Justice League. That will be on the, this free feed on, uh, I think, Saturday is when I'm going to put it up. So go. Uh, re- it's the 2017. I'm already getting heat on, on Twitter and stuff for not doing the Snyder Cut, but maybe one day. But yeah, uh, maybe it's more of a fun review because it's the, the worst movie. You know, maybe possibly but we love our batfleck so yeah go check that out uh but yeah patreon.com is where we you can go check us out patreon.com slash up next and for five bucks you get so many podcasts and that's what we do that's what we do but quoting mark henry it's time for the main event Mm -hmm. let's do it it's time to talk about some dynamite i mean the big story off the top of course is tony khan right away he's in the ring with the other tony and well he's got this big announcement they're in jacksonville by the way i feel like they're always there but they're back in jacksonville and well tony khan's got a big announcement and he says thank you all for being here he says you kept us going through a pandemic but we're on the road to revolution i love that he just I mean, that's WWE, such a WWE thing, but he says it too. He says, when we started three years ago, it it was all out there in that parking lot. So thank you. But did you say 17 years ago is when a company was there named Ring of Honor? And he says he's been a fan of it since the beginning. And I just became the new owner. So yes, he is the new owner of Ring of Honor. And then... He mentions that they had an event where the match was Christopher Daniels versus Brian Danielson. And did he say this was 20 years ago? That's why I got confused about the Ring of Honor. Yeah, last week was the uh, 20-year anniversary of Ring of Honor. Honor. Okay, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. So he then says this match is now going to happen right now. So out comes Danielson and Christopher Daniels. Forgetting about Loki's involvement in that that first match. Um, Just bring it up. Danielson and... Daniels. Yeah, okay. We haven't seen Christopher Daniels on AEW for a long, long time. Yeah. Since the since the Bucks match, right? I think so. I know he's had his done his impact thing and, and other stuff, uh, but I don't think he's been on AEW since then. That's true. Or at least wrestling. Yeah, I, I, he hasn't been for quite a while, so it is kind of like, oh, he's he's here now. He's back. So Danielson versus 
Daniels, which is not confusing to say at all. But yeah, Tony Khan's announcement, I liked it. He's always sound like it always reminds me of the nine days, but this whole promo was spoken like that. He, I mean, he's not. <laughs> He's not someone particularly used to public speaking and he definitely has this like nervous energy, right. but I do find it really endearing to be honest. Um, like yeah, I quite enjoy Tony Khan's performances. No, I, I do too. I, I think I, I love his, he's just excited. I don't know if, you know, he's you just have too many white claws or, or what it is, but Tony Khan's just living the good life. Tony Khan's what yeah. I would like if I was some rich guy and I love ring of honor, you know, maybe I would buy it too. You know, he's just living out our dream for GM mode in real time mm-hmm. in, in not a metaverse, but just owning everything. So Daniels versus Danielson. Uh, we get the, what is it? The curry man pose from Daniels kind of throw, throwback there. And then eventually sends Danielson to the outside with the Arabian moonsault. There's then uh, a strike fest back in the ring and a series of kicks. Danielson eventually does his backflip into the corner. Goes for his flying forearm, but is caught into the blue thunderbomb for a deep cut there. Uh, there's then somehow, I don't know if this is, is this normal for Chris Daniels? Because Christopher Daniels' eye is like bleeding. Did you see this? Oh, no. It's been like this since that Bucks match. Wow. His his eye's just been bloodshot. It's terrifying. The whole, like, it's scary. Yeah. He said he can, I saw an interview the other day with him and he said he can see, like he's got perfect vision out of it. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's. Pretty ugly looking. It looks, it looks a little scary. So, uh, he keeps coming back on the attack. There's the, the overhead slam in the corner. He goes for it again and then goes for the moonsault. That's caught, uh, uh, missed, but then goes for it again and then gets caught after you think he lands the BME, the best moonsault ever, but it's caught into this like triangle, almost like the go-go platter or whatever, but then it's turned into the triangle with the elbows to the head and Brian Danielson wins the match. I don't even I know mean, how to call the end of Danielson's matches because it's like, th- was it a tap out or was it just no? The guy's done. that's 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 it. I uh, yeah, I think he just passed out. Yeah. Um, I think Brian Danielson had been watching uh, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon from WrestleMania 33, where AJ does the uh, the 450 splash into the triangle. Shane catches him. Right. Yeah. So clearly. Brian doing his research um, for best match ever as well and used it tonight. Um, that's a match we never got. Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon. That would have been, that would have been the streets good. needed it, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed this. I liked the, like starting with the code of honor and all that. And Christopher Daniels, what is he? 51. I think they said can, wow. can still go at a, at a pretty high level. Like I really enjoyed that bucks match last year. Um, I thought this was a great way to start the show following the announcement. Brian Danielson just doesn't miss as far as I'm concerned. I'll, I'll watch him wrestle absolutely anyone. Um, but yeah, a uh, good start to the show for me. Yeah, me too. Especially after the, the big announcement, like kind of processing that I'm watching this really good match. Actually, I've, I've been a huge fan of Christopher Daniels through TNA and, and Ring of Honor stuff, but seeing him back here and looking good as well. Of course, Danielson looks good, but he even made Danielson, uh, sorry, see Daniels, Danielson, Christopher Daniels looked good. And, and I, mm. I thought so. So I thought it was like a good, the last time I remember seeing him was in that Bucks match. And I thought I loved that match too. So. Uh, I feel every every Danielson match is like an exhibition. Like it, do you know what I mean? Like every time you see him, it doesn't matter who. It can be against some like younger guys, like Moriarty and Garcia. It can be against a Suzuki. It can be against uh, Daniels. Like 
it's I want to watch it every time. Yeah. And even if there's zero build, it's as soon as you say, oh, we're getting this match now, that sounds great. Well, after the match, Daniels, <laughs> Danielson grabs a microphone, but Christopher Daniels is just laying in the ring. And Daniels says, wow. Da- Brian goes, 20 years ago, wow, Ring of Honor. And then he goes, it's all about the this one handshake. And then goes to shake the hand of Christopher Daniels, who's still unconscious. <laughs> so mm. he shakes the limp hand of this guy and then, and then says, you know, like code of honor, but this isn't ROH. This is AEW. So I'm going to kick his head in. And then he, well, he does that. He repeatedly starts to kick the head, the wrist control thing. And then just the, the kicks to the face. When Wild Thing hits, Moxley comes out and says that there's there's only a few different ways that this could go this Sunday on their match, and he could choose to walk another path, but instead he's letting us know that the story of John Moxley is just starting, and the first chapter will be written in blood. So they're face to face, and it's almost like they want to fight, but that res- almost like this weird respect from two crazy men who like to fight people and hurt people. Uh, are not going to touch each other until Sunday, but definitely got me. Well, no, Mox is ready to fight, and Danielson does. Brian slips out. No, he, he he doesn't want to do that. He's scarpers, yeah. So you got to pay to see them fight. So that's on Sunday, and I'm I'm super excited for this match. Oh yeah, I think this is going to be great, and I think we're. I mean, we're definitely getting blood in the dog collar match, but it feels like we're promised blood in this one uh, as well. I think it's, uh, going to be pretty, pretty brutal. Would you open one. with and this or is this like, what are you opening with? Cause I feel like this one, opening with this or that, ta- that three way tag thing would be pretty sweet, but this like, Oh, I, th- I think that tag should be like a buff. Oh yeah. Sorry. I thought you meant the, the six man. Um, yeah, I could see you opening with this. Yeah, yeah that'd be, definitely. That'd be all right. I think I that'd be a good opener. Uh, we go to Darby Allen and sting backstage and they're talking about uh the the triple threat match which i wasn't aware of that is happening on rampage now and that there will be fines and suspensions if anyone gets involved and sting says he's not worried about that because darby is going to win when darby says sammy this friday on rampage we're going to be enemies in the match but sunday we're going to be friends it's gonna be fine we're going to hang out and it's going to be chill. So, yeah, the TNT title match is on Rampage, but the six-man tag is on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's... I mean, we've seen the TNT title defended a bunch on pay-per-view, but I wonder if now it's a, uh, a direction they're trying to go to keep this as, like, a something defended on Rampage. Um, yeah, it, it seems a little backwards, for sure. Um, like we got to pay to see Matt Hardy wrestle with Isaiah Cassidy, and who else? I mean, is he maybe it's more to get Sting on there. Uh, yes, but yeah, it definitely does feel backwards because uh, this triple threat definitely feels uh, like it should be on the pay per view, which rather than sounds great. Than I, tag. Yeah, I checked out Sammy versus Andrade, and I thought that was awesome as well. But I almost feel like that could have been the pay per view match. This triple threat could have been the pay per view match. Add someone mm. else into it to make it a. A four way, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I also feel like Darby versus Sammy would be a big match as well, but uh, kind of odd that we're getting these the six man tag match is definitely like, huh? Okay, uh, yeah. Well, we go to our next match, which is definitely and hopefully 
longer than any match on Sunday because this felt like it was a long match. Um, mm. <laughs> the casino tag battle royal where two teams come out and then there's intervals and another team comes out. And it's kind of like a Royal Rumble, but with tag teams. Yeah, so they've kind of got rid of the casino element of this because the casino thing used to be you'd come out in in suits, right? You'd have the clubs come out and then the diamonds and then the hearts and then the spades. Whereas this was just Royal Rumble style every like 90 seconds, This makes a new team. Yeah, this makes more sense. Just do the... It, it works better, especially for a tag team. Yeah. But yeah. So if you get eliminated, your partner's still in, then they can still win it is what, how they go with this. So we see yeah. FTR starting the match with a returning Darius to team with his brother, Dante Martin, top flight. So he's back after like, what, like a year? So like a year. I think they said over a year. It's yeah. Crazy. Well, it's cool to see him back. And uh, top flight start of sort of do the, the, the flips. And we know how FTR feel about flips. Just fists. Uh, outcome then the acclaimed who of course have to let Max Caster spit some, some bars here where he's talking about, um, he, he talk about you guys are, you guys must be higher than the kids on euphoria. If you think you're going to beat mm. us and then says, uh, the people in the ring are less popular than Glenn Jacobs tweets. Yeah. Yeah. I think we mentioned hangman's <laughs> shooting down of Kane, Mayor Kane yesterday, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I did topical. laugh. I did laugh at this. Yeah, topical. Let's go with that. Sure. Uh, they come in. Bowens hits some sweet super kicks. Uh, Dark Order is in next, but it's Alan Angels and Ten who are in. Uh, outcome, there's a lot going on here, so I'm going to go through the teams. Butcher and the Blade are in next. Um, Varsity Blondes come out next. We see Bear Country during pic, proud uh, during picture and picture, and then Proud and Powerful are in there as well. Bear Country get tossed out by Proud and Powerful. Uh, they're kind of eliminating and taking control here. Uh, at one point, I think they throw Max Caster out when JR is on commentary and says, there goes Max. He's eliminated. Yo, listen, listen, <laughs> which got a big laugh from me. Uh, Dark Order, meaning Uno and Grayson come out next so they're in the ring they're hitting some of their signature moves here there's then butcher who gets thrown out by stew pretty early on but then stew turns around and gets hit by the shatter machine the the big rig from ftr the best friends are out and they're wreaking some havoc but the young bucks music hit they walk slowly to the ring and then as soon as they get in the ring we go to another commercial break here uh, during that, it looked like the wingmen come out. I'm watching the version with with uh, commercials and picture in picture, but I see the wingmen have come out. And then when we come back, it's the gun club. Uh, I love all these themes, by the way. The wingmen's got a good theme. The gun club got a good theme. Yeah, wing. I I don't really watch dark, so I haven't heard this one before. But yeah, wingman had a great theme. I don't watch the YouTube show. Mm. <laughs> Uh, there's then another big rig and then the, sorry, the gun club both get beat up, all get beat up and thrown out immediately. It was pretty much the 2005 Muhammad Hassan spot. They just get booed. Yeah. And, it's like uh, they're, the, they're hated by everyone, yeah. by the heels and the baby faces. They're just assholes. And the so crowd are pretty hot, like uh, for cheering them and ass boys and all that. Uh, outcome shoddy Lee Johnson and Lil Arn Anderson, meaning Brock. Anderson, who looks just like his dad. We get a spine buster from Brock Anderson, which looked pretty good. Uh, the Bucks throw out the wingmen. 
Um, another a team, uh, sorry, I think Shadi Lee and Brock are eliminated as well. And then we get 2.0 as the last team. The wingmen are gone. The, uh, the gun club are gone. I mentioned the best friends, I think get eliminated. We see Matt Jackson throw out, uh, Brock Anderson. We get top flight who eliminate Bowens, who is still in there. I forgot to mention him when evil Uno's on the apron and Danhausen curses Trent. So, yeah. no, he curses Uno. Sorry. He, tra- he curses Uno. Cause he's with so Trent. Then, yeah. So then Trent, Uno gets eliminated. So then Trent hits him with a half and half suplex on the apron. Uh, there's then two well, J- and JR just hates this Dan Housen thing. Like, like I didn't get it. I Excalibur and Shivani are really so, cel- Oh, he's cursed him, cursed him. And he's just like, Oh, f- you guys for heaven's sake, grumpy old JR. Yo, listen, <laughs> mm. I need that clip. Uh, we get 2.0. They're gone by proud and powerful as well. Um, we get Dante who hits this crazy Rana to cash and, and uh, eliminates him. We get Red Dragon distracting, uh, sorry, Dax now, which then gets him eliminated from a super kick from Matt Jackson. So they're kind of helping the Bucks here to eliminate FTR. So when all settles here, we get down to Darius, who's now has to go one on two with him against the Young Bucks, who are the final teams here. So if Darius wins this, he goes on to Revolution with his brother. But I th- thought this end sequence was pretty great. He eventually dodges the Bucks and gets Nick f- goes flying as his brother accidentally kicks him his- himself. And then the back and forth here was awesome. But then while Darius is on the apron with uh, Nick, there's the – sorry, with Matt. Matt kicks him in the balls and then hits a super kick and he goes off the apron. Thus, the Young Bucks win the match and are being added to the tag team title triple threat at revolution but this was a long match but i i i was pretty into it to be honest and so was the crowd i wasn't really um it was there was no kind of stakes in this at all it was very clear the bucks were going to win right from the beginning um we'd already had one of these last week and i thought last week was better like front to back i thought it was paced better I thought they had better combinations of people and better spots. This felt like your cast of AEW Dark plus the Bucks and FTR and Santana Ortiz. You know, it it just felt like a like a bunch of. I think last week because you didn't really know what direction they're going to go in. Like you go, oh, we could have a singles match, uh, Red Dragon and the Bucks, not for the titles, and have maybe a Santana and Ortiz challenge for. Jurassic Express, but with with Red Dragon winning, I think it was very clear the Bucks were going to win this, and this was long. I thought it, it didn't really do a whole lot for me. I knew um, we knew- it was cool to see Darius come back. Like I, I, I thought that was great, and I, I really liked how they gave him the focus at the end. But I can't say this really worked. I agree that there was a lot of people that I don't usually see because I don't watch Dark and Elevation because I feel like that is kind of their developmental system and uh, it's not it's a lot of characters that are these kind of people but i knew the bucks were winning but i thought they did a good job of trying to make darius go the whole way with this like iron man spot so i did i did enjoy it i did like seeing a lot of people that i don't usually see as well to kind of get a little snapshot of Mm -hmm. like okay uh Mm -hmm. especially the gun club i like how they're just unanimously booed everywhere uh, but I, I, I enjoyed this. I really liked the finish. I thought Darius, I was like questioning like, man, his brother got all the shine 
this year since you've been gone and kind of seeing him in this spot was like, like, oh man, good for uh, you, kid. I did like that because Dante does feel like the, the kind of star of this team just because of his singles push since Darius has right. been away. So I think it was, I think it was very smart booking having showcasing him. I, I agree with that, but I can't say it really made up for the rest of the match for me. Uh, after the match, it's Red Dragon like in the ring with the Bucks when Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Christian are on the ramp, and they uh, they're like kind of like, "Hey, we'll see you Sunday." So it's kind of like a, a, a stare down here. So uh, yeah, the three way tag at the pay per view, which would be great. Yeah, seeming to be on the same page now that it's gonna maybe be what Red Dragon and the Bucks teaming up to take out uh, Jurassic Express, so then they can fight for the title. Like within the sort of triple threat rules, I mean, uh, like they're teaming kind of a bit more unity here. The team, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, they were. I, th- I was figuring you could do the attack angle even later in the night, but yeah, they didn't do that at all. So maybe it'll be. They did say it'll be. A I, I mean, more like in the actual match, it will be yeah. like Red Dragon and the Bucks teaming up to isolate uh, Jurassic Express to take them out, and then it's like, right now we can go for the titles, is what I'm imagining. Yeah, that's true because they did say in the past few weeks, like, yeah, well, friendly rivalry kind of thing. Like, we want to hmm. see if we can do it again, beat you or whatever. Uh, we get a video promo from Jericho talking about Eddie Kingston and his match this Sunday, and says, "Eddie, I already told you, if you get your chance to win the big one, and if you beat me, I'll shake your hand and tell you you get me, you get my respect. But if you don't beat me," Well, I'll laugh and tell you GFY as proud and powerful kind of walk in after losing their match and they kind of look at Jericho. He offers the fist bump. They slowly accept it, but they accept it. And then Jericho laughs. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is quite, yeah. He, he says as they walk off, I've always got your back. Yeah. Um, this is kind of weird. He's, Jericho, this feud, I, I really liked the stuff last week, but the way Jericho played it this week, I don't know if it's working for me. He was saying about like, um, oh, when you said your your promo last week, sorry, you probably don't know what promo means. I mean, a conversation. Basically, he's treating this as sports entertainment. I think that's what he's trying to get across. He is the WWE rest, uh, sports entertainer, Chris Jericho in this feud and he's facing someone who is a fighter and doesn't care about being a star but wants to just fight and win the title you know it it I I see what Jericho's trying to do but I don't think it's really working I feel like kind of both him and Eddie maybe have a bit of a different vision on how this feud should go um uh, I, I thought this diminished the work they did last week, basically. And he was he was definitely playing it up as a, even, I think, very deliberate bringing back the GFY thing, which we all know didn't get over. I think he deliberately brought it back to be like, no, I'm the sports entertainer, the catchphrase Jericho, the star taking on this real fighter, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, it was kind of just a quick one. He kind of said the same stuff, and then saying the GFY, he clearly knows that like the people were t- like making fun of it, especially how he kind of launched it the same day Mox said it. Like it was dead on arrival because he didn't. No one knew that Mox mm. was going to say that, but he like 
it was it's done. But to bring it back here is like it's kind of, I think it's just a heel to me. This was a heel promo. Uh, I I got he's the bad guy in this in this match. So saying that is is exactly it. He's getting the heat by saying that catchphrase because he is that. But it's that guy. it's using words like using like insider terms like uh yeah. like babyface and promo because like a wrestler shouldn't be saying oh i'm gonna go to the ring and cut a promo now like yeah, yeah. wrestlers don't like the characters don't cut a promo the characters speak how they're feeling you know we call it a promo i i just i'm excited for the match i just was like i guess they did, didn't, didn't know what else to do like i don't know how how more heated they could get this this feud, but I guess the, the story now is which side is proud and powerful on because they could probably interf- interfere in the outcome of the match. Like mm-hmm. whether they turn on Eddie or they turn on Jericho, but I feel like it's back. Like them turning on Jericho is almost like a baby face reaction. So it should be either Jericho. Jericho needs to come out the heel again. I think go turn back into a heel. Well, well I took from this. It was like Santana and Ortiz fist bump him because it's like, Hey, look, we had our match. We, we settled it. We we fought. We got that over with. We're still boys. And Jericho just, yeah, from the promo being the biggest star and like saying, I've always got your back. I, it's it's going to be Jericho turning on them rather than them turning on him, I think. Yeah, he's got to be the bad like, guy. Like in a circle feels pretty done. Yeah, for sure. On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We go to CM Punk, who comes out suspiciously wearing white. He says, I had a lot of thinking. I had to wake up and he cuts a sincere promo here where he's saying, am I the bad guy? Before last week, I knew Max was the bad guy, referring to MJF's incredible uh, baby face promo last week. He says, but last week, Max bared his soul that I didn't think he had, and I feel like I'm being gaslit, but I don't think he's lying. I think he's telling the truth, just like how there's a photo of me on the internet with Steve Austin. Uh, and then he kind of goes into some other things, but he feels like he's he's like kind of losing it, but I feel like he's doing it on purpose here, where he... He's kind of like can't hold things together and feels a little uh, lost in what he's saying. And he says, hurt people, hurt people. Well, he brought up Austin because he brought up uh, him walking out like Punk did. Right. And like he has that same photo with Austin as MJF has with Punk. So when Austin walked out, Punk didn't feel betrayed like Max does. He was like, and and even says, 
the line taking his ball and go home like lesser people, which I took as a, a dig at The Rock because that was his thing. When Austin left, he he said those lines. Um, so I took this as, yeah, like I had a hero, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I had a photo with him as a kid, but I didn't feel betrayed by him. Yeah. But then I've done shitty things as well. He says, am I the one to blame? Like, is this, did I do this? Am I the reason MJF is like this, this way? Am I Dr. Frankenstein? Like, did I do this? He says, everyone has to take responsibility, but there's really like nothing that I can say. And he's kind of losing his words again. And, tr- and this is when MJF comes out, but no music and just walks out. And he's standing there with punk as punk continues and says, I used to be like you. I used to be full of hate. I've done horrible things. Talks about, um, you know, making legends bleed, making alcoholics drink alcohol and choking on it and taking dead pe- people's ashes and uh, make, mocking wrestlers' addictions and, until they get fired. And he, he, he says, if you continue doing this, it'll burn you up. He says, I woke up today and I thought, are you the g- good guy? And I wondered if I was, well, I had, I had to figure out on a good day. I'm trying. I'm trying. I sure am trying. So he goes for the handshake to MJF when MJF is a little reluctant, but he goes in and he hugs CM Punk and Punk is taken aback. So then he finally embraces the hug and they're hugging for real. And then right after that, they, after embracing, they're staring at each other. And I don't know about you, but I was screaming at my TV, kick him in the dick. And well, yeah, that's, we all saw it coming. <laughs> MJF <laughs> kicks him in the dick and, uh, yeah, beats the shit out of CM Punk, uh, makes him bleed, takes off his jacket, revealing that he's got a t-shirt, a white t-shirt with the photo of him and Punk on the shirt. And he is making Punk bleed here as he says on the mic, you stupid, stupid old man. Don't you know I'm a snake? He says the greatest trick is convincing the world. The devil told us the greatest trick is convincing the world he didn't exist. I'm going to show you mindless sheep that I am the devil himself. And then they have Wardlow and Sean Spears just hanging punk here who is just a bloody mess he he looks like the devil himself here because he is just Mm. red like this is a lot of blood it's all over him it's all over mjf he is being hung here uh very similar to uh what we've seen with um uh, cm punk yeah it was like shane mcmahon versus steve blackman wasn't it at SummerSlam 1999 yeah not summer slam 2000 yeah yeah. just like that yeah not quite because there was a lot of blood here like punk's face is (laughs) punk's face was bleeding like so badly i love the photos afterwards that we've seen but um yeah i i I love this so they just leave this guy bleeding and of course mjf had punk's number and, and tricked him and everything but this feud is like been just uh chef's kiss for me this is like hangman kenny level of, of a feud the the last match that they had on dynamite i thought was awesome but this this feud last week's promo and this promo the match is going to be crazy i'm super excited but this this feud is top notch yeah i i thought this was awesome i loved the um i love punk struggling with how he's kind of created this monster that people aren't like born evil that his actions were what created this Almost. I'm so happy that they didn't do the swerve last week 
because I think if they did it last week, it would make it would have made everything that MJF said up to that point seem like a lie. And I think in this story, giving it a week's break, we've established that and and Punk like acknowledging it as well. It makes it everything MJF said last week was true. Like that was all true. He believes all of that. He was, you know, bullied at a kid, was looking forward to seeing Punk, did feel ultimately let down. It's just the he's gone so far now. He's such a bad guy now that he just won't forgive. And he's embraced being the devil. Um I I loved it. The beatdown was awesome. The visual of the 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 blood and him sort of being strung up was was great i i think this match is going to be really good and and puts the the heat back in it you needed something to happen you couldn't like have this promo from last week and then go to a dog collar match it would feel cruel you know no, whereas they had to have planned now this out. yeah this was this was just it, genius. it really yeah they they've just knocked this out of the park this feud we've just been like conditioned by uh by other stuff, it's just that wrestling just got really soft, but you can ha- still have just awesome uh, storylines like this, like so intricate. It's almost like some comic book superhero shit, like, you know, like origin story of MJF is like that he loved punk. And now you knew that they planned it like he delivered on that promo last week that punk had to like be suckered in here. But yeah, I mean, what a top top 10 wrestling kick kick to the dicks. I think kicks to the dick. And I think also this, <laughs> this kind of more mature punk, it works with like Old he acknowledges it. He's like last week, he's like, you're not fucking with me. This is real. This is true. And even here him going, and I kind of feel like I'm being gaslit, but like, I kind of acknowledge my faults. I acknowledge that I was, a sh- did shitty things and was a shitty person. Yeah. And he's, uh, it, and it, it just so works in this kind of post first retirement CM Punk that he's like grown up a bit and he, he's trying to look out for this kid. He doesn't want to see MJF become him and do these awful things and lose his passion and leave and let someone else down and turn someone else into an evil person. Like I, I think it works so well. Honestly, this is the hot. This is the hottest match for for Revolution. Oh, one hundred percent. Especially going into it with after watching this show, it's like, oh yeah, this has them. I mean, look at all this blood. The pictures of CM Punk afterwards looking like, okay, I see you. I'm gonna get you if you make me bleed like that. No one makes me bleed my own blood. Uh, and 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 I saw that uh, Way posted a Way Ting post wrestling posted something on twitter it was the old cm punk promo from like ring of honor when punk originally turned heel then so it's actually the same line like the kaiser sose thing the, right like the devil okay. and all that stuff so mjf clearly again showing more ring of honor uh like throwback there but even if you mm. did even if you didn't know that it sounds uh so so sinister anyways so but and he did sound sinister you stupid stupid old man MJF is the big like there's there's MJF is the best bad guy in wrestling and then like I don't even know who's a second because they're so far down like mm. there's there's no one who's the, as big of the bad guy right now like I, I know WrestleMania's around the corner I can't think of someone who's getting as big as heat as this this guy just like no. in, in general he just is the heat seeker like his finishing move that he hit Punk with that pile driver which was nasty so yeah uh, super super excited for this match. I like he had uh, Sammy and Darby run out for the save and then 
Sting just strolling behind them like, oh, I guess we got to come and help. He didn't even bother bringing his bat this time. He's just like, yep, and I'm here. It's good to see you. all right, punk? Yeah, Sorry. Sorry, he came a bit late this time. Finally, someone <laughs> saved him. And like you, you yeah. figure like it would be those guys because they have teamed and stuff. But yeah, you see like this guy's been brutally beaten up. There's blood everywhere and they're running out. And Sting's like, oh, well, I think he's okay. They've run off now. We're okay. He's okay. Everyone's okay. And that's the picture I've been seeing online now. People are sharing. It's like Sting and Punk just chilling ringside. But Sting's just standing next to Punk who's bleeding everywhere. Uh, great stuff. I love wrestling. <laughs> we go to Keith Lee who's backstage. He's not wrestling. But if you're like, why isn't he wrestling? He will be on Sunday, but he also apparently will be on Rampage. I'm not sure if that means he's going to be wrestling, but Ricky Starks interrupts him again. So he says that he's going to show up on Rampage and Stark says Rampage is Stark country when Hobbs says, and I'm the mayor, which was weird. And then Keith says, okay, cool. I'll see you. See you Friday. So, oh, are they they are they having a match at Rampage? I, I don't know if that means they're having a match or a face down, or if Hobbs wants to face him. Like I don't, I don't know. But yeah, so start. I already don't care about Keith Lee. They didn't do a good job so far. Like the like, like the ladder match has got a bang, but I feel like you could have had him wrestle some good matches. They didn't even let him do that yet. Yeah, um, I just think again he's. He just seems not bothered. He's just stood backstage, hanging out. He's wearing his cap. He doesn't really... Uh, I think they've dropped the ball. So, I I mean, sure, they, they can heat this guy up again. But he was the had that big debut, seemed like such a big deal that Twitter was going mad. And already I'm just like, yeah, and it's just Keith Lee chilling around backstage. Doesn't even get a promo in. He goes to speak and just gets interrupted by these guys. It's... Um, they do do this a lot, and I've yeah, I've, I've lost interest with this guy already. And I feel, I feel this has happened so many times with Keith Lee, where I get all excited, then I'm like, nah. Yeah, no, I I, I think they should have had him wrestle uh, again. I know not just to qualify into this match, but just to just just to wrestle. I I don't know. Like why. we we've had the Wardlow like, and I and I love the Wardlow squashes, the the Powerbomb Symphony. It's great, but we we've had that every week it seems like without fail for a couple of months now, like you could have had a break this week of having Wardlow do this and just have Keith Lee, you know, do his big Ian Beals and, uh, and just squash guys. I think, I think it would have heated him up a little bit more. I don't think Wardlow needs as much because he's featured a lot because we see him with MJF. We see him in backstage segments. We've seen him in these squashes. Um, yeah. And, and sure, okay, he's wrestling on Rampage, but it's it is the B show, you know. Like we don't catch it every week, uh, and we're we're pretty into this. But it's it's Friday night, it's on an awkward time, and there's a lot of wrestling on. So I I think if you want to highlight a guy, you do need them to be in action on Dynamite, uh, especially going into the pay per view. If you consider them a big deal, yeah, I, I, I know that's that. So they're saying Keith Lee is in action, is on what's happening on Rampage. So it's like, okay, I'm assuming they're doing that. But yeah, I think you could have had that in that slot. But um, I just need to, I just like to see people wrestle. That's what I watch this for. And he's just there, barely talking because he keeps getting interrupted. So uh, either he wins this this tournament and and stuff. Like I don't know. Win, sorry, tournament ladder match. But yeah, are they adding any more people? I, th- I heard they are. So I mean. 
I heard they are. Yeah, I thought there was going to be six. And then I think Sino told us that on Dark Elevation, they said there's going to be seven. But then when they, they showed the graphic, they didn't didn't have like the silhouetted oh. extra figures. It just had the five. Okay, so, so what, I'm, I don't know. what I'm seeing is Ethan Page or Christian Cage versus TBD. So, I mean, that means Ethan Page or Christian is in this match. Uh, and then someone else is also added. So is that a rampage match? I guess. I, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess Lee wins that match to to get a shot at the title. Win the title. I don't know. We go to Anna J and Tay Conti. Ty Conti. Anna Ty. Yeah. They're backstage and they're talking about Ty and her match against Jade for the TBS title. When, uh, or did I go, did I skip over something first? Oh, I totally skipped over the match. I went to the next promo. Uh, well, we can talk about that after. Well, we go to our next match, which is the women's match, which is Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa. So Britt and Thunder have their match this Sunday, which I feel doesn't have quite the, the heat. I think they kind of dropped the ball on that. I think they had an opportunity to kind of make that uh, a pretty big storyline. And I feel like, there's, there's no, they, yeah, a bit of a disconnect. Yeah, they've completely fumbled this. Considering they had, going into that Lights Out match, they had a pretty hot feud that had lasted, like, from what I remember, quite a few weeks. And then, and then we've been waiting for the rematch since then. And we haven't really had it much in ring segments at all. We've just had a couple of things backstage with Brit. Like, Brit has felt uh, in the very much in the background recently uh, where she was a very prominent character. She's, she's kind of slipped in my eyes and yeah, I'm sure the match is going to be great. Like their last match was, was killer, but maybe they're relying on that a bit too much. I I did. I do feel this should have been heated up a bit more. Yeah. Then, then just this. And I think the crowd, uh, the crowd were super into the, the beginning of the show, they were super into Danielson and Christopher Daniels. They were super into that battle royal, I thought. And then they they were kind of iffy on the punk thing until they figured out what was kind of happening. And then they were super into it. And then I just think they 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 were tired. And then this match kind of happened because there was this this whole match was designed for this Thunder Rosa Britt Baker final stare down where Thunder gets her alone and then actually pins her in this match and. The, the crowd just weren't really super into it. So I think it kind of didn't, they wanted that to be this like, okay, well like Thunder beat her so she can beat her this week. But instead maybe you need to focus a bit more on this, this story than just do these matches. So it kind of got a little bit weird with bringing in I, Mercedes. Yeah. I don't feel we should have had this match. Yeah. Like I, I think an in-ring segment, like a, a promo segment would have been way more beneficial in the ring with these two. Um, because now with, with Rosa getting the pin on Brit, like I don't know, I've watched wrestling for a while. I, I feel this is this. Oh, Brit's winning this. Then yeah. you know it's the go home show. Thunder's got two wins over her now. I I feel yeah. I I really feel the steam's been let out of this one, and I found this match pretty boring to be honest. I was very checked out. Yeah, I didn't uh, even go through it with I mean, the crowd. Yeah, we get Britt Baker hitting Sling Blade. We get Thunder Rosa throwing Hater around. Uh, Sir Mercedes and uh, Thunder keep tagging in and out, and they're beating up Hater, not letting her tag Britt when they, she finally does and gets a heel kick to Mercedes. There's super kicks to Mercedes, and finally Thunder gets tagged in, and that's when 
she eventually beats up Brit, hits the, the fire thunder driver and pins her. So yeah, do we have a new champion? We'll do predictions after, but yeah, I wasn't really mm-hmm. feeling this match either. I think you could have had the storyline would have, uh, would have helped the story more with some story <laughs> other than just a match. We yeah. go to, I just so badly wanted to talk, I guess, about this promo. Anna Jay and Ty, they're going to face Jade, meaning Ty's going to face Jade on Rampage. When I, they, people just like interrupting people here because in walks Jade, who says, bitch, shut up. Bitch, shut up. No one cares about that karate shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably line of the week. Uh, there was a lot of good lines on the show, but wow, no one cares about that karate shit and bitch, shut up. Uh, Mark, Mark Sterling says, uh, Jade's going to beat you faster than you can say jujitsu. And then they walk off. So they're giving Tay this opportunity, but Jade knows that she's going to make waste of her. But, uh, yeah, I, I always say like Jade it, it comes to the wrestling. I'm like, ah, don't the wrestling still please, not can- please just, just give this a squash yeah. on the night. Have, have Jade just kill her in 30 seconds. It's going to be a long show. There's a lot of matches. Wait, is this booked. on? Ra- is this on the pay per view? This is on the pay per view. This is yeah. on the pay per view. I'm pretty sure this is on the pay per view. Oh, um, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, it is. Wow. Please have this just as a quick squash. There's, there's even less story going into this than the Brit and Thunder Rosa one. Wow, um, it's on the pay per view. That's and crazy. I, I don't really want to see. Uh, no these two have a long match well there's another match that's added but it's on the pre-show or the buy-in which is chris statlander who's still beefing with her ex-friend i guess layla hirsch and statlander is like yo you keep blaming me for winning all the time and layla says no actually i'm mad that you said that you know my parents gave me up for adoption is because i suck and stuff so actually i'm kind (laughs) of mad at you so really this is a double turn i think because statlander is coming off like such a terrible person since that promo where she's like, yo, I'm glad you're fucking, I'm glad. It's funny though. It's like, Layla's like, no, I've only been a dick. Cause you said, you said like, I suck. And that's why my parents put me up for adoption. And Chris should be like, well, I only said you suck. And that's why your parents put you up for adoption because you've been a dick recently. Like it's what came first, the chicken or the egg. Um, yeah, I, I can't say I, I've cared about this feud at all. No. I, I think actually having these three women's segments back to back, like it's great that we're doing more than one story in the women's division. That's an improvement. But unfortunately, they're all pretty terrible right now. And I think having them all back to back really highlighted um, that it's not strong. Yeah. I, I'm Like the, yeah. The, this Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander thing, Suddenly they were best friends out of nowhere and they're telling us in the tag match when Hirsch is kind of just pissed off at Statlander for no reason. It's, I don't really care for this. Sure, for, for to throw something on the buy-in and give it a little bit of story going in, fine. Like it's, it's not a big, a big match that's going on the main show. But yeah, I, I, I do think the... They still need work on this women's division because I thought this was all very weak this week. Yeah, I wasn't super into it. I am a fan of Statlander. I do think that she could be a, a, a bigger star here, but not not from this feud particular. But hey, I just I think the match could be good, so give it. I'll give it a shot. We go to our next match, which is Wardlow, who's in action. Not a great time for. I, I don't know if he's going to change the lyrics to his song too. Right? Is that why Champa changes the, the lyrics to his song? It was too. 
too violent, too war. Oh, maybe this song. Yeah. This guy's song is literally "This Is War." Mm. Not not good timing. Uh, well, Wardlow power bombs a guy. It's over. I mean, no, but we. I mean, we're talking about I know, I know. I'm fucking wrestling. You know, like I know. no, no, no. I, I no, I know, but like it's something they do. Yeah. Like Raw is war. Like in 2001, they got rid of the war thing. But it's like I mean, this is. War. This is people <laughs> fighting each other. This is what the sport is about. This is like, war. Yeah. This is war. Uh, Caesar Bononi gets powerbombed a few times and Wardlow wins. After the match, Sean Spears goes to take the heat himself by using the chair, but Wardlow stops him. It's a serious stare down. And then they go to break. What do we think of this? Well, Spears backs up. Yeah, he's like, whoa. He's like, oh, he gets yeah. a little spooked right. by Wardlow here. And he's like, oh, all right. So Wardlow's um, like, I don't need you. I thought this was pretty impressive because Cesar Bononi's not a small guy. He's pretty big and being hit with these multiple power bombs. We've seen the symphony a few times now, but I thought uh, actually on Cesar Bononi, it was, it was pretty impressive. Um, and I like that they're pushing the story further with Wardlow actually having enough Sean now yeah and and uh, in a bit in a second or two because there is a promo for the spooky tattoo men as we call them the house of Mm. black and now there's all three of them where they're talking and it's Malachi Brody and Buddy and they're talking about judgment but you know something about judgment Davey we don't cast assumptions I can't. I didn't write down the primary. They said we yeah. don't cast Briggs judgment. Yeah, <laughs> judgment. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're basically they're basically uh, stealing Briggs and Jensen's bit from NXT 2.0. They are. They're finishing each other's sentences because yeah. we are the house of black. We are the knights who say knee. <laughs> we are the knights. Yeah. Uh, this the visuals are cool, but yeah, they're not even on the pay per view or nothing. They were saying like they were saying stuff about Panther and how that they've bought another side out of him, uh, and that's what the House of Black does. They they draw the the darkness out of people. Uh, I think these guys suck. Like I, they're the ascension to me. Sorry, like they're they're now spooky Briggs and Jensen ascension. Hey, that rhymed. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not into this at all. Like, did they did they bring out Penta's dark side, or did they just get Penta to find Alex Abrahantis a cheap Halloween costume last week? Yeah. Like, there's nothing different about Penta's style. He he lost. Um, yeah, these guys. Could, yeah, like I guess these guys just, suck. It's just to remind <laughs> us that they showed up last week, but they're not on the the pay per view at all. So I mean, they could have just given them a little time to let that breathe. But yeah, I, I think all three are really good wrestlers. But I I hate the the stuff that got me over Bray Wyatt real quick with the whole Bray Wyatt even before the Fiend is he would he would just say a lot of the stuff is like rambling almost. You're saying a lot of the same mm. stuff and just to say just to have just to do the promo. It's like, okay, did you even need it right here? I don't know if you did. Um, no, and it's just cheesy. Yeah, the finishing not, each other's sentences. Yeah, the finishing each other's thing is just it's, cheesy. It's so late. I, I don't know. I, I just feel every week I see them, I find them less and less cool. Yeah, and they're, they are cool, but they make when they do stuff like that, it's like, no, Briggs and Jensen does that. So maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> they need yeah. someone to tell them that that's Briggs and Jensen's bit. So 
yeah. We go backstage. Wardlow is there with Sean Spears. MJF walks in and says, hey, Wardog. Hey, buddy. If you win the TNT title ladder match and if you beat the TNT champion and you become TNT champion, you can keep the title. It's on me. And Wardlow's like, oh, all right, cool. And MJF kind of under his breath, but not really says, eh, it's not like you're going to win it anyway. So MJF walks off, but this time Wardlow says, yeah, because I'm too busy making sure you're winning. When MJF turns around and slaps Wardlow and reminds him, you work for me. You don't work for AEW. I hired you. You work for me. I got you here. Remember who I am. So definitely the Triple H Batista like 2005 storyline vibes here, but I'm super, I'm super into this. They're making, they're heating this guy up pretty good. Wardlow. Why is Tony Khan not offered this guy a contract yet? I'm, I imagine like that's he's a bit, signing. That'll be such a he's big signing bit, yeah. everyone, right? We've, not we've got to have the graphic show up one day. Like MJF finally yeah. fires this guy. And then suddenly so funny. Wardlow is all elite. You're telling me this guy doesn't work for Tony Khan. He works for MGF. I mean, he's, they've mentioned that before, but yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like when this happens, you got to get TK to sign him. You got that. Yeah. You got to do that spot. It'd be pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, Tony Khan has a big announcement next week. Sign Wardlow. <laughs> We'd like to announce our new signing and it's just Wardlow walks out. <laughs> I think, I think this is like a super red herring. I think we we're not getting Wardlow turning on MJF. Like, I feel like the turn would be crazy if he helps punk beat MJF. Cause he decides like, I don't want to do this, but I think you could stretch this even longer and further. I think MJF should be champion when this kind of thing finally happens. No, I, I I agree. I think you can you can go back and forth with this and tease the tension for a while. Um like I I assume MJF's I, I think MJF's gonna win this and I can see MJF being Hangman's challenger at Double or nothing. Uh, what the next paper yeah, double or nothing. Yeah. And Well Yeah, I, I think you need you should have Wardlow still in MJF's corner during that time. I agree. Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. Uh, well, our main event tonight is the Dark Order, meaning Hangman Page, the world champ, and his pals Johnny Hungy, Johnny Silver, and Alex Reynolds versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Silver and Reynolds are in. They're doing some fast tag team moves on Red Dragon. Uh, it's cool. It was cool to see um, Hangman kind of wrestling with uh, Kyle and Bobby here because, you know, they've been wrestling on different shows past a mm. while so that is always cool uh finally both adams are in the ring when cole is in control and he tries to to go for the the panama but pa- uh, hangman eventually gets out of it where cole keeps trying to dip out whenever hangman gains the control but during picture in picture the bad guys are beating down on silver here uh again when hangman tags in and cole tags in or well, sorry it's not even tagging it's just the trio rules or if you leave the other guy can come in and Cole, again, is scared of Hangman, so he leaves. So Hangman starts beating up Fish and hits his fallaway slam and then the Pescada to the outside onto Bobby there. Um, finally, Cole starts attacking Hangman when they're all fighting. All six guys are fighting. There's the uh, Ushigoroshi, the Sushigoroshi suplex one. Uh, there's the last shot. There's huge lariat from Page. There's then super kick from Cole. The other guys get sent out, leaving Cole and Reynolds in the ring, which means it's all about the boom. Cole hits that running shining wizard to the back of the head. 
and wins the match. And after the match, he they go to beat down on Reynolds, but Hangman goes in for the save, but they beat up him. They tape him with duct tape to the ropes as they beat up Silver. They hit the Panama on Reynolds, and uh, Cole holds up the title and says, you know, you will never get this again or whatever. Uh, says, I'm going to be the champion and actually gets headbutted by Hangman here, which was pretty funny. And Cole sells it like he's furious. So then he starts beating up on him, uh, just kind of leaving him there as they uh, celebrate. But yeah, uh, that's dynamite goes off the air. The, I had big issue right away. Sorry, but JR was plugging the show. And like, hey, see you Sunday. But he was as excited as I am right now. Like he was like not oh, excited. Boy. He's like, well, we'll see you Sunday. It's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. I'm like, come on. If you got to tell me, it's going to be crazy. By yeah, God. no, I was going to say the same thing. I I missed Taz. Like I was I was struggling through this show today. I think a bit like the, the women's tag and that casino battle royal kind of like – I struggled with the the punk segment energized me again. And I was like, Oh, this is great. And then you had the women's tag after and just like, I, I struggled with the show this week and having someone on commentary who sounds like they're struggling through it as well. Doesn't help. Uh, you need that energy and especially going into a pay-per-view, it should be, you know, he used to do it, you know, we'll see you in Orlando revolution this sunday get your tip he was going oh it's fight.com or no it's fight tv oh yeah fight.tv yeah gotta love that fight app to watch the pay-per-view i'm like jesus christ jr like what are they paying you for um no i i agree he he was extra bad this week i thought like he made me laugh and at the yo listen line earlier but he just i think he was just he was a little tired or something but he just didn't sell the the ending angle because not like it was bad i just think like i don't know what else we could do with seeing mjf just destroy hangman like that's taken yeah. all the attention so i mean here just colby and adam cole was fine i thought the match was fine it didn't blow me away or anything but uh yeah no, I, I agree. I, I, I kind of feel they have dropped the ball with this feud a bit. Um, maybe it's a bit soon going to the Adam Cole feud. Uh, I, I don't know. It, the problem is a lot of the other feuds have been really hot, especially the MJF Punk one. I feel this feels maybe like the fourth hottest program, perhaps. Um, I think it's going to be a great match. Don't get me wrong. I think when it comes to bell to bell i think it's going to be really good but it's been the problem with a lot of this adam page reign it's the the actual like the lance archer the feud i love the match the feud i didn't care for and i kind of feel the same here um yeah i i almost felt i could have done with last week's show being the go home show Aside from that punk, the punk angle tonight we needed, but everything else I felt way more hyped about Eddie versus Jericho after last week's segment. I felt well, way more hyped about Hangman versus Cole after last week's segment. Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I'm super excited for the show. I think on paper, this card looks fucking awesome. I think it's absolutely stacked. Uh, but this week, I, I felt the show left me a bit cold. I don't think any of the wrestling... There was good wrestling. There's always good wrestling. Um, but none of the wrestling, I'd say, oh, you've got to go out of your way to watch that match. 
from this week. Yeah, that's and I don't fair. think the promos delivered as 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 well as they have the last two weeks. I think we've had a a run of like really strong shows from AEW, and I I didn't think it quite delivered as a go home show for me. I think the announcement thing is just weird because they have this big pay-per-view to promote, but then they announced this. But like that's that's still just a huge uh, announcement, and that was pretty hype. So I did feel pretty uh, into the show as soon as they kicked off Daniels. And I think Danielson and Christopher Daniels did put on a, a pretty good match that I would be uh, happy to have watched if I went to the show. But then I think the highlight was the MJF. I, I was higher on the show than you for sure, but the highlight was 100% again MJF. The, the CM Punk yeah. feud. I'm just so into like they sold me the first time and they definitely did an even better job this time. They're, they're promoting it's going to be pretty bloody. They're promoting this pay per view is going to be uh, pretty awesome. Should we go through like the card and kind of give some predictions here? Because we mentioned yeah. Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander are going to be on that pre show, but they also added Hook versus QT Marshall. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see Hook. I'm excited to see some Hook. He's definitely winning I mean, the match. I- I think it's got to be Hook. Yeah. And when it comes to Statlander and Layla Hirsch, I just want them to be friends again, to be honest. Friends. That's that's all I want from that what match. Piece. Do you remember when they were just best friends, best, those two? Best friends. Yeah, miss miss those days. What about yeah. this match? I just learned it was on the show. Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti. I think I, Jade wins. It's got to be Jade. What about the singles match between Brian Danielson and John Moxley? Hmm... I I was gonna say I was gonna say Danielson, but then I thought the story is Mox hasn't had that win, has it? So right. maybe Mox. But then you've got two big feuds in a row with with Danielson losing. Um, That's what he's good at. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go Mox. I I I I'm on the Danielson train. Like he is he is the guy right now for me. He's making me watch every week. He is the most interesting thing in wrestling. And I think it makes more sense for him to lose the match. Like you want to support he's the outsider coming Mox has been here, right? Like he's been the AEW guy. So I feel like that needs to he needs to get that win back with that with that story. But but you could do Danielson wins and actually does join, the code I, of honor this time. But so does you know, like but you could do that the other way. You could have Moxley in yeah. here. Or or the feud continues and you know Danielson attack like there's so much so many things you could I mean once they teased us being friends and having the the stable with all these young lions and stuff that sounds crazy so I mean maybe we will go that route who knows uh, what about the six man tornado tag match the Andrade Hardy family office make sure I say it properly meaning Andrade Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy versus Darby Allen Sting and Sammy. Um, I think this might be on the pay-per-view to set up for Jeff on Wednesday. So I think team Sting, Darby and Sammy has to win, which is going to send Matt into a bit of a broken meltdown. And the only way to save him is brother Jeff. He'll get, he'll, he'll take the pin, get kicked out of his office and Jeff will be there on Wednesday to pick up the pieces. I think he needs to get kicked out. So, yeah, I think it needs to happen where he's finally – he's gone from this. So does that mean my big money Matt Hardy family office T-shirt is going to be worth way more money? I guess so, right, yeah. Good. That's good then. That's good news. You've got to wear it on Sunday <laughs> to, to your event. <laughs> yeah, I might. Don't tempt me. Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus Young Bucks for the – AEW tag titles, three-way tag team match. 
Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I I could see maybe Red Dragon, you know. Yeah, me too. I, I think yeah, it would be interesting. I, Not saying that the Jurassic Express hasn't been like lackluster, but I think it's I don't think it's their fault. I just think I think it would be a bit more interesting if they did lose it. They've had a similar run to the to the Lucha Brothers actually, where they've faced a bunch of people, but there hasn't really been any kind of interesting feud within that. This run. match should be good so, though. This should be crazy. This on paper, I, I think it'll be a great this, this match. Could be, this could yeah. be a, a show stealing match uh, as well. Like a lot of these matches we're, we're talking about could be. Uh, but I'm on the same page. I think Red Dragon, Red Dragon or Jurassic Express, for sure. Like if Jurassic Express R- wins, R- Red Dragon opens up more interesting, yeah, things. I think you could have Santana Ortiz Red Dragon, which feels fresh. You know, that could be your next feud. Um, Red Dragon the Bucks in the singles at some point. FTR, um, Red Dragon, yeah. FTR as well, yeah. Okay, what about Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston? Oh, it's got to be Eddie. I think it's got to be Eddie Kingston as well. Uh, unless Jericho does something to cheat and then wins the match and then afterwards goes to beat down Eddie even more. And then that's when Proud and Powerful are like, no, we've had enough. We're with Eddie kind of thing Yeah, is what I, what I see. Yeah, he could do that. Uh, Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, or Ethan Page, or Christian K- I don't know. There's a lot of people. The face of the revolution thing. <laughs> uh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Yeah, I think so too. We're on, we're on the same page here. Unless you put it on War Dog just because. But yeah, Keith Lee. That could be interesting. It would be cool. Wardlow. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think it would be more interesting, but I think if you don't put it on Keith Lee, I think you've massively butchered it. Just. Yeah, made a mess of this guy's debut. Okay, what about Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa? Ask me this question a month ago, I would have said Thunder Rosa. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if... I- Ask me a day ago, yeah. I'd have said Thunder yeah, Rosa. Yeah, but now I'm like, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Britt retains. I just don't know who else she would face, so maybe it is time to give it to Thunder. What is interesting, though, is uh, Diana Perazzo is the ROH women's champion right now, right. but I believe she's contracted to impact. So I don't know where that lies, but you could always do, I know her and Brit have wanted that match. So that could be, if you'll have Brit lose the title, she could always challenge for the ROH title at kind of super card of honor against Diana, maybe, which would be cool. Um, but no, I, I'm leaning to Brit getting a win back and, and retaining this thing. But I don't see who's next, really. Yeah, that's the thing. I just don't know if there's any other big challengers. Uh, CM Punk, MJF, dog collar match. I think MJF beats Punk again. I could see Punk getting the win back because I don't think it would affect MJF. But MJF is just on this crazy, uh, just heat. It's just, it's just so, the story makes sense. If he beats him again... Says he, you know, he's basically killed that legend. He finally got to beat the guy he used to look up to and then goes for the title, I think would make the most sense mm. for double or nothing. But either way, like even if he loses, he could still go for the title eventually. But, uh, yeah, MJF, but I, I wouldn't put it past to see uh, Punk get his win back over MJF to make it 1-1. Yeah, I'd, I'd have MJF win and I think MJF should beat Hangman. Me too. Double on 100%. Yeah. And that leads us to Hangman versus Adam Cole for the world title. And I think we kind of just said that Hangman wins. 
But this match could be good too. This this could be like a match maybe doesn't have quite the the story that we think it, it kind of deserves. Which they do a good job on those those like Road Two shows. Road so I, I I am gonna yeah. I am going to check them out because I do think uh, they would put a lot of cool stuff in them. So I I am interested in watching that. But this this match I think Hangman and Cole will will be will be probably really good. Oh yeah, I think so too. Um... Cole on a big stage always delivers. Hangman on a big stage always delivers. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Sorry, but Hangman's winning. <laughs> but Hangman's winning. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, unless you swerve us and you have Punk win the dog collar and Cole win the, and go that way. But go. and you've always got the the thought Kenny coming back with, like Cole being the new leader of the group with the title, maybe. But uh, no, I, I do, I do lean more towards Hangman. Well, there you have it. There's our predictions for Revolution. Again, uh, come hang out with us if you are in uh, either the London area or the Toronto area, because we will be doing a little bit of a watch party for that. But we will be doing a review of Revolution as well on Monday, the seventh at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We're going to record our Revolution review. Uh, on, we're going to record it live on Twitch like we do every BD Elite, but we will put it up on the free feed, this feed, right afterwards. So look for our review of Revolution uh, Monday if you're the podcast type. Well, it will be available. But if you want to hang out during the day on Monday, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we will be uh, recording that show on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. And uh, yeah, what other stuff? Did we promote everything? The Patreon? Everyone go I check everything. I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, appreciate you guys listening and supporting. You may have noticed uh, we have ads now. We're in the big leagues. We're making mm. the dollar-dollar bills. So uh, we appreciate you still sticking with us and uh, listening and uh, supporting. But we'll catch you later this week. Uh, we appreciate it. At Up Next Podcast, as always. And join the Facebook group, Up Next Group, for all updates and everything. But... Thank you. Uh, that's it. That's all. I am myself, Braden Harrington. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And long live Ring of Honor. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. 
Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.